You're listening to episode 199 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today is part two of our mini series all about publicity and pitching and why this is so, so important to your business. Um, you can go back. I, I strongly advise you to go back and listen to, to the part one first. Um, it's absolutely a prerequisite for this one. And it's going to be really important for you to up-level your, your game when it comes to pitching. And it really goes into why pitching is so important. So important. Because if you don't put yourself out there, no one is ever going to magically hand you these opportunities that you are just waiting to drop out of the sky. And in the meantime, you are withholding the impact that you could be having and the really positive effect that you could be having on people's lives by not putting yourself out there more. Pitching is so important and it continues to just give back to you over time through evergreen content, SEO, um, and just really establishing yourself as an expert and building credibility as you continue to grow this, this body of published work essentially underneath you where you've been featured different places or uh, you've published a book or you've booked a speaking engagement, whatever that is, that just continues to grow and add to your credibility to the point where that's when some opportunities are going to potentially be more likely to land in your lap. But you still need to be up leveling yourself and, and challenging yourself to grow on a bigger and bigger level in order to continue to have a greater impact. This is so important and I I have been so passionate about this because this is, first of all, a huge factor when it comes to trust with your audience and it's also really, I've just received way too many bad pitches and not only do I get irritated just because it feels like a waste of, of my time as well as theirs, but more importantly, I get really frustrated because it's a missed opportunity. It, it's such a missed opportunity. And I know that a lot of these people have incredible stories, but if the pitch is bad, no one will ever find out what their story is because they'll never get it out in front of the people who need to hear what they have to say. And I don't want that for you. So I want to teach you to how to really put yourself out there, how to level up, how to get more publicity, have more impact, and to do all of the things that you know and that you can feel that you were meant to do. And this is your absolute best way to get there, to have more impact. So first up, don't forget to grab your free guide. Um, I have a free guide listed in the show notes here all about uh, booking podcast guests um, and being a guest yourself on other people's podcasts both very, very important. And a lot of what I'm teaching there can actually be applied to a pitch for anything. 
So it's not just about podcasts. That's just sort of one example that I use, but these types of the, the types of tools that I'm teaching you both in the guide and what I'll be teaching you today on, on today's episode, um, they apply to any possible pitch, any pitch. Um, especially in today's episode, we're going to go through kind of some basics that you need to know before you pitch to anything. So that's going to be super, super important. And in the guide, um, that I have listed in the show notes, it's going to help you figure out your expert topics, how to reach out and maximize the interview to help build your brand and your business. Super, super important key points to remember when you're reaching out to people and even a template that you can use that I have used over and over and over again that I created myself. Um, to successfully book a ton of both guests and a ton of appearances myself. Um, it's going to be really important, guys. So this is huge. I don't give this stuff away usually. This is something that I typically only reserve for my students. And with my students, I go into all this a lot more with them. Um, we go more in depth and I will actually help them walk through you know, their, their pitches and, and um, tweak their pitches on an individual basis as well. Um, but I wanted to give you something to work with to get started because I think that this is so important and I feel that strongly about it. So the last episode, we kind of went through not only why publicity and pitching are so important, but also some examples of bad pitches, because I really wanted you to see the contrast between the good and the bad. And I get way too many bad ones. <laughs> way, way too many bad ones. 95% of the pitches that I receive, if not more, are terrible. Like absolutely awful pitches. Um, barely even worth my, my time. And again, it's unfortunate because I'm certain that these people have really great information, but they're, they're sort of selling themselves and, and their message in such a poor way that it's making people not even want to work with them. And that's really unfortunate. And I don't want that for you. So we're going to get into all the things today about uh, what good pitches look like and really starting to help you hone your messaging so that you can start to land these opportunities that you deserve. You deserve to have them, but you have to put in the work up front in order to get them. Okay. Uh, one other quick thing. So uh, first of all, again, don't forget to grab your guide in the show notes, your free guide with uh, the template that I'm giving you, all of these different things that are going to help you to gain publicity and to pitch yourself and to you know, land really awesome guest appearances on your own podcast, if you have a podcast as well, uh, or your own platform, whatever that looks like. But I also want to remind you that I'm going live every single day at 8 a.m. Eastern on my Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach and simultaneously on uh, Facebook over at Emily Goff Coaching. So every single day until this pandemic situation is over, whenever that is, looking like it's going to be months. <laughs> I've already been doing it for months straight, um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. And there's a whole little community developing that's showing up every morning and we're just having a blast. And these are all ultimately about connection. So I draw a card every morning from the We're Not Really Strangers, we're not really strangers deck. Highly recommend that you check that out. It's awesome. It's so much fun. Um, I answer the question and then we talk about the question a little bit. You guys can then take that question, use it with your, your loved ones, um, to build connection, because this is why I started all this, that connection is more important than it's ever been because we can't physically be near each other right now the way we normally could be. So that was the ultimate reason why I started this. Then we go into, uh, whatever the topic of the day is. So we talk about things related to online business, entrepreneurship, podcasting, uh, mental health, all the things, there's a different topic every single day. These are not the same things that I talk about here. So they're, they're all different all the time. 
and I'm just really, really enjoying them. And it's, it's going a long way to build connection in my own life. Um, so selfishly, it's, it's kind of amazing for me that I'm, I'm having the opportunity to do this and to connect with you guys, um, in a whole different way. So I love it. I'm really enjoying it. So I would love to see you over there. So 8 a.m. Eastern every single day. Um, again, you can grab the, the Instagram handle uh, or Facebook over in the show notes as well. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about some good pitches because last time uh, on the first uh, part one, we went into some bad pitches and what made them really poor. I want to give you a couple examples of good pitches. So one good pitch that I, that I received and bear in mind, I typically don't accept guests onto my podcast that I haven't handpicked myself. So I don't really accept pitches for the most part. Um, I, I, I handpick every single guest and invite them on, uh, personally, because I feel so strongly about the trust that I have established with, um, with, with all of you, uh, that you guys, I, I still can't believe sometimes that people tune in to listen every week. And I take that so seriously. I'm so protective of that trust that I'm very, very particular about who I will allow onto this platform. Very particular. So when I receive pitches, most of the time I virtually always turn them down anyway, but I wanted to give you some examples of two really great pitches that I received. One I did uh, bring on the podcast and the other, she's one of only, I think two people I've ever accepted a pitch from for this podcast. And another one, I didn't accept, uh, her pitch just because her, her story and message just weren't quite right. Um, but it was a fantastic pitch. And if she reached out to me again, I would absolutely work with her just because her pitch was awesome. And, and I just think that she's a really great human because of her pitch and how she presented herself. So the first pitch, again, uh, one of only a couple of pitches I've, I've ever accepted from podcast guests. She made it very clear that she had listened to my podcast. It was extremely obvious that she had listened to my podcast in the way that she presented, um, that she presented herself. She laid out three different potential topics, uh, very thoroughly and clearly explained all three that she, that she was capable of discussing on, on, on the podcast, but she also kept them concise. So she explained them, but only like one sentence per topic, which I also really appreciated because we don't have time to, to go through entire books. None of us do. We, we don't have time to go through entire books for a pitch. <laughs> like people are going to lose interest so fast. You have to make it clear, concise, and easy to read. Very easy to access, easy to digest, and very simple. Otherwise you're, you're making it too high level and, and you lose people along the way. So you need to make it very clear and concise. And then she made an argument for each of the, the topics uh, as to why my podcast and my people needed to hear about each one. She was extremely warm. She was polite, uh, open, friendly without being over the top. So it was, it, it was a really great pitch, but it was also kind of chill. <laughs> I don't really know how else to put it, but it, it wasn't like it was being forced down my throat, if that makes sense. And, but, but I could also tell that partly maybe why she was a little bit chill was that she was confident in her abilities. So she knew her worth. And I kind of mentioned that a little bit on, on the last episode, and we're going to get into that more today. An episode, a really great episode to reference about that is episode 190 about having the presence to fill a room and knowing your worth. Uh, that's going to be really important when you're crafting a really excellent pitch. And I accepted her 
onto the podcast. One of only two guests I've ever accepted and her podcast episode has done very well, actually. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And that was, that was a great pitch. A second really good pitch that I got again, uh, this one was much more recent. Again, she made it super obvious that she had listened to my podcast with the way that she spoke about it. And, and she made genuine mention of what she really liked and appreciated about it. Things that she would have had to have listened to my episodes, like at least one episode to, to be able to, to call that up. It, it, I could tell that it wasn't like she just listened to my intro, you know, my, my 30 second intro, or she hadn't just browsed the description or something like that. She had obviously listened to at least one episode. She very clearly laid out her personal story and what she wanted to discuss, um, why she was in an excellent position to speak from any sort of authority on it because of her personal experience. And she tied it all back to my podcast and how it would benefit my listeners. And then she finished the pitch. This is very important, guys. She finished the pitch by letting me off the hook. This is what I teach all of my students to do. And I always have let people off the hook. And what I mean by that is at the end of every single pitch I do, I always let the person know that there's no pressure. So this will, you know, this will change a little bit. Um, the, the wording will change a little bit, but overall it's basically like, Hey, you know, this is why I appreciate you or whatever. This is why I think that, that you would be a great fit or why I would be a great fit for you, whatever the pitch looks like. And then I finish it off with, and just want to let you know that even if, you know, this isn't the right time, um, we, we aren't the right fit, wh whatever that looks like, that's totally okay. I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate you and, and what you do no matter what. So even if this doesn't work out, that's cool. I just want you to know that I appreciate you either way. And that's genuine, by the way. And that's, that's the thing that needs to come from a genuine place. Don't blow smoke up people's ass. And don't say that shit if you don't actually mean it. So when, when you are, are letting someone off the hook in that way, and, and how I usually do it is, is I let them know that I really appreciate what they do. In my case, it's because I only ever pitch to, to invite guests on that I feel so strongly about. This is why I handpick my guests. I, I, feel, I already feel so strongly that that person will be such a fantastic fit for my platform and for my listeners that I absolutely mean it when I tell them how much I appreciate the work that they do, because I wouldn't be reaching out to them in the first place if I didn't appreciate the work that they do. So even if they turn me down, I still appreciate the work that they do. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? And when it comes to me pitching myself to other platforms, I will only pitch myself to other platforms that I feel really strongly about, uh, that, that are very well aligned with me and that I have a lot of respect for. So even if they, again, don't think that I'm the right fit for them or this isn't the right time for them or, or whatever, I still really like their platform. This isn't, this, it, you can't take this so personally guys. And, and this, this is something that, um, I have regularly struggled with and we all will have moments where we struggle with this. We're getting a no feels really personal. Like anytime we get rejected, it feels personal. But when it comes to something like, like business and stuff like that, that's why it's really important to not tie so much of our self-worth into our, our work and, and our business. And I have a, another episode about self-worth, um, with my friend Jess Rodriguez, that is awesome. 
Um, and I, I'll reference it in the show notes as well. I can't remember the, the number off the top of my head, but that's going to be another really great one for you to check out and listen to because there, it's way too easy to fall into that trap. So here's what I want you to take away from, from this kind of portion of it. Let people off the hook and you're far more likely to get a response that way, by the way. Anytime you let people off the hook, people are more likely to respond because you've taken the pressure off. You, they don't feel like they have a chokehold and that they're being forced to respond. When you let people off the hook that way, it's actually been shown that, that statistically you are actually more likely to get a response. Even if that response is a no, you're more likely to get a response. How cool is that, right? So letting people off the hook, how important that is. Letting people off the hook in a genuine way Okay. Do not blow smoke up their ass. You'll only say shit that you actually mean. <laughs> That's just kind of like life rules, but especially for something like this. And I also don't want you to tie your entire self-worth up in whether or not you get accepted. And that, that is going to be the toughest part of all of this. And that's going to be a little bit of an ongoing thing because it can be so difficult as personal brands to separate our, our work from our worth because we, we are our brands. So if our work gets rejected, it feels like a personal rejection. And I don't want that for you because that's going to discourage you from ever applying to anything again or, or pitching to anything again. So we have to be able to separate that and being really confident in our worth and what we bring to the table, even though we're going to get rejected sometimes. That, that, that's what I want you to know most out of this is that no matter how many times you pitch, you will always get rejected from somebody or something. Always. And if you accept that right up front before you ever even make the pitch, it's going to make it a little bit easier to accept when that inevitable rejection does come. It doesn't mean you're going to get no's across the board. There will be somebody who says, yes, you're, you might just have to put in a ton of effort in order to get that first yes. And then when you get that yes, it's going to give you that little bit of confidence, that little win that's going to take you to the next yes and the next and the next and the next. And you're still going to get all kinds of no's along the way. But I want you to see those no's as a good thing. And in fact, if you start getting too many yeses, you're not, you're, you're not reaching high enough. I actually want you to get more no's because that means that you're, you're starting to reach higher than is your comfort zone. And it's also going to teach you to refine your pitch a little bit, to change things up, to, to make it even better so that then it's going to be that much easier to get a yes next time. And, and it's all a learning opportunity. It's all part of growth, but don't let those no's throw you. I want those no's to fuel you instead. So I, I got, I got sidetracked off on a tangent there, but I think that that's really important anyway. <laughs> so that was a really great pitch. So I didn't accept, um, that last pitch, um, that where she let me off the hook and all that. I didn't accept that last pitch for the podcast. However, I let her know how excellent her pitch was. Um, and I, if she ever reached out to me again for any type of, you know, other collaboration or something like that, I would be far more likely to say yes, because She's already planted the seed of that relationship with me and she did such a good job at the pitch. I'm like, damn, what else you got? <laughs> what else have you got for me? Because I, I like you 
you just weren't quite the right fit for my podcast. So the next time she maybe has something else to offer or something like that, if she reaches out to me, I'm going to sit up and pay attention because her pitch impressed me so much. So a big part of this is thinking about the long game here because yeah, you, you might not get all of the, the pitches that you're putting out right now in, in the next six months, but if you're in this for the long haul, then you're planting, you have to look at this as seeds that you're planting along the way. And those seeds are going to eventually bloom. They just aren't necessarily going to bloom on your schedule. So you have to be ready and willing to allow them the time, the space, the energy. You can't force that shit to bloom. You have to, to water it and nurture it and allow you know the, the sun and the seasons and, and all of these things to nurture those seeds. And eventually they will bloom but you have to be willing to play the long game here. The long game is where you're going to win. And I also never want you to make the mistake of believing that just because you're so-called small or have like, like a small audience that you can't be picky in, in particular either. Because I would argue that one of the biggest reasons my podcast has been so successful is specifically because I've been picky in particular from day one when no one knew who I was. There are still very few people who know who I am, but, <laughs> but those that do know that they can trust me to show up with value and to bring guests and ideas that won't waste their time. And that's that trust factor, guys. I'm going to keep bringing this back to trust. You have to build the trust with your audience and you have to build the trust in yourself and to know that you are worth it. I knew that my podcast was, was great long before anyone else did because I know how much I put into it. And, and I know that I come out with lots of value. That's my entire goal is value. So because I know that I'm confident in who I'm bringing onto my podcast, because I'm so particular about who I will invite in to offer even more value. So again, this is really a forward feed cycle. This whole, this whole situation of, of publicity and pitching, it's so closely tied to trust and so many other factors, but you have to be confident in knowing what you bring to the table and being in it for the long haul. So here's how to pitch yourself in three steps. And then I'm going to go into more details of, of some other things too, but in three basic steps, here's how to pitch yourself. Number one, get clear on your story and you have a story. You absolutely have a story. We're going to be doing more podcast episodes on this in the next couple of weeks as well. So sit tight if you want more information on this, but I want you to, you can either, depending on whether you are a more, um, whether you do better kind of writing things out or whether you do better speaking out loud, either take five minutes and, and even if you're talking to a wall, <laughs> I, to give your life, like say out loud your life story in as much detail as you can in five minutes, as much detail as you can, or set a timer for like, you know what? You don't even have to set a timer because you might need more time than this. If you're writing it, uh, just write and write and write and write your life story out and then go back over it. It might be 20 pages. It might be 40 pages. It might be five pages, whatever, whatever you want to put in and then go back over it and start really noticing the, the pivotal moments and some of the lessons that you learned from some of those key points in your life. And that's going to start to really lay out your story. If you're unsure of what your story is, 
that's going to really help you to start to take that to the next level. Okay. So getting clear on your story, because yes, you have one. You absolutely have a story. Every single human being has a story and every single human being has something to teach. Sometimes you just don't always know what it is. The other thing that you can do here is if you talk to the people closest to you, like friends, family, loved ones, um, and ask them what, what, you know, they think that they can learn the most from with you, or maybe they remind you of something that you've been through that just seems kind of normal to you. And you've kind of thrown it to one side and they're like, no, like that, that thing you went through was a big deal. <laughs> Sometimes we need people to reflect that back to us to be like, oh yeah, that is an important part of my story. So ask other people too, like get, get other people involved in this process if you need to, but you have a story and you have something to teach that someone out there needs to learn. So that's number one is getting super clear in your story. Number two is why do you do what you do? And I want you to go at least five layers deep on this. So what that means is, you know, why do you do what you do? Um, because I want to have an impact. Well, why, why, why do you want to have an impact? Because I, spent a really good portion of, of my life feeling, um, you know, alone and isolated, especially when I was going through like my, my relationship breakup or something like that, the, the infidelity, um, you can reference episode 117 if you want to know more about that. Um, you know, I felt really isolated and alone during that time period. Okay. Well, why? And, and you just keep going deeper and deeper. You know, why, why do you want to have an impact? Why do you want to build a business? Why do you want to share your story? Why do you want to get your message out there in front of people. And everyone's going to have a little bit of a different answer here, but getting very clear on that. Why is what is going to serve you and help you to, to push forward on the days where it feels hard and on the days where maybe none of your pitches got accepted and, and the days where it feels like nobody's listening and you're screaming into the void. That is what is going to serve you on those days because money is not enough. Waving dollar bills under your nose is not going to be enough for, for long-term commitment to what you do and motivation because motivation is fleeting. So anyone, anyone who, who's ever had to go to the gym or, or who has ever tried to go to the gym when you feel like you've no motivation on more days than you do have motivation understands what I'm saying here. <laughs> so you have to get super clear on why you do what you do. And number three is what sets you apart what makes you different? And this very much ties into the previous two questions because your story is unique and, and what you learned from it is unique. And what you did with, with what you learned from that story is unique. And that ties into your why. And that is unique. All of these different things, they, they set you apart and they make you different from everyone else who has a, even maybe a similar story. There are lots of people who have been cheated on. There are all kinds of people who have been cheated on. <laughs> My story is not unique in that regard whatsoever. It, the only thing that's unique about it is maybe how I teach it or how I, I felt during that particular time. And the way I talk about it makes somebody out there relate to me more than someone else who has a similar story. So that is what is going to set you apart. And really my, my fourth kind of bonus tip here about how to pitch yourself is knowing your worth. I know I've mentioned this a couple of times. Again, I want you to go back and listen to, um, episode 190 about having, having presence to fill a room. That's going to be really important when you're pitching and knowing your worth. 
Um, and then the episode with my friend Jess Rodriguez as well. Again, I can't remember the episode number off the top of my head, but it will be referenced in the show notes. Um, go listen to that about self-worth as well. It's going to be super, super important when you're pitching and when you're putting yourself out there. So knowing your worth, knowing that you are worthy of being put on stages and having your work published and being a podcast guest. If you don't think that you're worth it, it's going to make pitching a whole lot harder. And people can hear and feel the passion and the energy in a pitch. And that won't be there if you don't even think that you're worth receiving a yes on that pitch in the first place. So that addresses a deeper issue that we have to talk about first before you can ever get to the point of pitching successfully. And then how to pitch well. Let's talk about this a little bit more. So first thing you can do is direct people towards past work. So this isn't as necessary for things like podcast interviews, but it can still be helpful. So for example, when I'm, when I'm considering um, somebody for a podcast, and again, it's not, when, I'm not even really accepting pitches for mine, but I am seeking people out to pitch them <laughs> to be on my podcast because I handpick them all. So when I'm doing that, I want to see how they speak. So I will do whatever I can to find some videos of them or, um, you know, Instagram stories, something like that to hear just sort of the, the manner in which they talk, because since it's a podcast, it's going to be an auditory experience. I want to make sure that they can speak well. It doesn't mean that, you know, they have to have anything fancy or anything like that. I literally, if they just have an Instagram story and I can see their face and, and hear how they talk, that's more than enough for me. So you can definitely direct people towards past work. This is also important. Um, kind of the higher you move up the pitching ladder, because this is when, as you start to, to build up a body of published work, it gives you that credibility that then you can reference to other places. So that's when you go, when you go to those websites that have all kinds of, um, like logos and stuff, they've been featured on, uh, I don't know, Good Morning America or CTV News, like Forbes, um, New York Times, all these different things. They have like those logos on their website. That is automatic credibility markers right there. Somebody lands on their homepage and they're like, damn, <laughs> the New York times going to book this girl. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that you can start to establish as you move up the ladder. Again, nobody starts with that. Everyone starts somewhere and nobody starts with the New York times on their homepage. Okay. So use that as a carrot. Don't use that as a deterrent when you're thinking about that. Tell somebody why you would be a good fit. Don't, don't just toss it out there like, hey, I do this thing. Okay, great. So do 50 other people. Why are you specifically a good fit? This is where you want to tie it back in with those other things. Like, why do you do what you do? What sets you apart? What makes you different? Being super clear on your story, all of those things, that's going to help you to let other people know why you would be a really great fit for them or their, their platform. The majority of my pitches that I've put out there have been accepted, the large majority. But what I'm also going to circle back to here is that what that also tells me is that I need to apply to more places to level up. <laughs> so if you're getting all yeses, you're playing it safe and you need to start playing hardball. Um, I talked about this on uh, my one of my Instagram lives the other day. I recently reached out to a potential podcast guest who is massive. Um, their audience is probably about five to five to six times the size of my largest podcast guest, which is saying a lot. <laughs> and, uh, they asked for download numbers for my podcast, which didn't surprise me because when, when you're playing at that level, that's 
that's pretty common um, for them to expect that because if it, they're, they're usually fielding so many pitches and requests that they need to make sure that it's worth their time in terms of reach. So that's when they're going to ask for download numbers because they just want to make sure that, you know, if they're going to spend an hour of their time talking to me, that it's going to be able to reach the maximum number of people. But I was like, oh, I'm playing at a whole different ball, ball game now. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Even if I end up with a no, it's fine because eventually I'll get the yes. And I'm confident in that, that it, eventually I will get the yes, um, either from, from them or, or, you know, from somebody similar or whatever, because I will get to the point where they will really want to come on my podcast because I am just going to continue to, to up level and grow myself and, and the podcast and, and whatever else I can do in my business so that then I will eventually get it. So when people say no, you can also kind of further motivate yourself by thinking of it as a not right now. And no, you're like, it, they might never be the right fit. They just might end up not being the right fit for you anyway, which is fine. And that again, has nothing to do with your worth. That has nothing to do with your numbers. That has nothing to do with anything. Sometimes things just aren't the right fit. <laughs> and that's fine because then that leaves you open to better opportunities. But the, you want to tailor your pitch to the individual as well and what they need and what they require. What do their people need? Like show that you've actually done your homework. That was why I mentioned that with the, the two pitches that I received that were actually really good. They showed me very clearly that they'd done their homework and that they hadn't just taken some cursory glance at, at a few episode titles. I can smell bullshit a mile away when people try to make that play. And when you do a deep dive, you can perhaps see where someone's platform is maybe lacking and could use something that you can offer or help with you will be the one then to fill that gap. So point that gap out to them and say, Hey, you know, you've, you've done such an amazing job at covering X, Y, and Z, but I was thinking your people could really benefit from, uh, this topic, uh, topic a, let's call it. This is why, and this is why I'm the best person to, to teach it. That's going to be amazing. Like I would love to get a pitch like that. Read the room too. I've had people reach out to me that I've maybe met once before, um, and had virtually no contact with like online otherwise, and pitch me in excessively endearing terms <laughs> as though that would make me more likely to agree and say yes. <laughs> like, listen, you can use cutesy words with me all you want, but I'm still going to put value first. And if I don't feel like you're bringing value to the table, I'm not going to put you in front of my audience and risk the trust that I've worked so hard to build and maintain. So that also just feels again, like that's one of those sort of slimy, icky things. Like if, if I barely know someone, I've hardly ever talked to them, um, or worse yet, I've literally never talked to them. And they're reaching out to me in these super cutesy, like as though we're best friend forever terms. I'm going to be like, what? I, I, that's, that's super weird guys. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, use common sense too. Like this is something that's missing way too often. Common sense is missing far too often. Basic, basic stuff. Like a, a lot of, a lot of people are using actual PR companies now, especially for things like booking podcasts and basic things like when a PR company, um, I, I've gotten a lot of really poor pitches from PR companies, by the way, which does not speak well for these companies, but that's besides the point. But one particular PR company reached out to me a while back to pitch the head of some random grocery store chain I'd never heard of. 
it made absolutely the, the pitch from start to finish made absolutely zero sense to my podcast or my audience. Zero sense. And it was so obvious that they had not done any research whatsoever. And they were basically just copying and pasting the same message to every possible podcast email address that they could find on Apple. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. And again, that leaves a really bad taste in people's mouths. And people remember that stuff. So use, use common sense. And I know that you guys are absolutely going to come at this from a common sense place. So I don't think that, that that's going to apply as much to you, but I just want, felt that it was still like worth mentioning. Um, pitching in advance and timing. This one is, is something that a lot of people don't think about as much. So if you're pitching a TV spot, um, and I haven't really put pitched much at all for TV, but I have done research into it. So if you're pitching a TV spot, TV is a much faster turnaround than print media and podcasts are sort of somewhere in between. So when, when I talk about print media, I'm talking like, like magazines and stuff like that. They usually are six months out or more. Um, TV is usually about two weeks or less. And then podcasts can kind of vary in between. Like some people will book a podcast guest and then they air it the very next week. Um, other times, you know, they, depending on how far ahead the, the podcast host works, they might be working several months ahead. It can vary wildly, but play up what you know is coming too. So let's say that you are pitching to bring a guest onto your podcast. Okay. And I've done this before and it works beautifully. <laughs> it works so, so well. If you're hoping to book a guest that has a big launch coming, let's say for a new course, or maybe they have a new book being published, pitch them well in advance, and then let them know that you'd like to help them use your podcast to promote them, their story and list their specific offering. You know, I would love to help you pitch your new book blank, like list the title. Um, I would love to help you pitch your new course blank, whatever that is. Again, assuming that that is going to, that, that this guest and what they bring to the table are going to offer value to your people, value first always. But if, if that, if that criteria is met, then you can use those types of advance dates to your advantage. And that works so well because especially for things like book launches and stuff like that, authors want to get on all of the podcasts all the podcasts. Guys, there's never been a better time to be, to pitch, to be a podcast guest. Never ever, nor will there ever again, likely be as good of a time to pitch, to be a podcast guest as there is right now. <laughs> so if you are looking to get onto podcasts, this is the time to get onto podcasts. I teach this in, in my course podcasting for impact to, um, like even more specific ways that my students can use to get onto more podcasts and then to then cross reference and, and cross advertise their own podcasts at the same time and, and their own offerings and their, their businesses, everything that they do, there's never been a better time. The other thing that you can do here is to think about how certain topics will coincide with certain, um, like holidays or, or times of year or seasons, something like that. So for example, if you're pitching something related to mental health, something like uh, suicide prevention is every September or maybe Blue Monday around the third week of January. So pitch in advance of those in relation to each of those topics. If, if mental health is, is your jam and those are the, the sides of mental health that you, uh, that you deal with. If you are, I don't know, a relationship coach, um, Valentine's Day is an obvious one, or maybe how to handle the holidays with your partner. 
something like that. Those are the types of things that, that you can do and you can still tie that into your story and, and why you do what you do and, and what it is that you teach people for a living. In terms of the actual how to pitch, like in terms of where physically, I tend to prefer Instagram right now. Depends on, it, it really depends on what you're pitching though and, and kind of who you're pitching. But overall, when I'm looking to book potential guests for my show or something like that, I, Instagram seems to be working really, really well right now. However, you still always need to make sure that, uh, first of all, make sure that they don't list in their bio or anywhere else that they don't want DMs. If they have DMs turned off or if they, if they expressly list that they don't, that they don't want DMs, do not DM them. <laughs> That's like an automatic no that you're asking for right there. So double check that first, of course. And then, um, as long as, as long as that's all good, then you can definitely send them a DM, um, and reach out that way. The template that I walk you through in the, the guide, the free guide that I'm giving you today, um, lists all of that. So you can jump in there and take a look at that. And that's going to walk you through again, kind of like the exact DMs that I sent guys. And they work really, really well, really well. Again, as long as they're being done from a genuine place. So don't just copy and paste that shit and then send it to everyone, you know, it, it needs to, these templates still need to be tailored to the specific person that you're reaching out to and, uh, the, the reason why you're reaching out to them, all of that. But I give you the template where then you can just kind of like fill in the, the appropriate blanks, um, that will apply depending on the person that you're looking to, to book. And, yeah, but I will also pitch via email too. So it depends on the person, depends on the company that that's going to be, um, kind of the, the better and safer bet sometimes. And if you're pitching something like, like TV or print media, that's obviously going to be email. But if you're just pitching a guest on like a podcast appearance to bring them on or something like that, DMS can work really, really well. Um, because it's almost, it, it's almost a little bit like a text message. It, it feels, it feels so much more personal than email. And a lot of times our email inboxes are, are so overflowing that we're more likely to check our DMS sometimes in our emails. I don't know about you guys, but I am far more likely to check my DMs than, I, than my emails. I'm terrible with my emails sometimes. Oh my goodness. Um, and I can take like days to get back to people, but with the DMs, I'm always pretty on top of it. So that's, that's one more tip. If you ever want to reach out to me, DMs are your safest option. <laughs> I'm, I'm there to chat guys. I'm there to chat. Um, yeah. So this is really what I wanted to, to teach and to talk to you about in terms of pitching. I think that pitching and publicity are so important. They're an absolutely crucial ingredient to your business, to your success, to getting your message out there, out there and to having a greater impact. And that is absolutely what I'm all about. And you have really important things to share that somebody out there is waiting. Somebody out there is waiting to hear from you. And they don't even know that they're waiting yet, but they're waiting. And they won't know it until you come out with your story and until you you land in front of them in at the exact right time at the exact time that they need to hear it. But you'll never get there if you don't, if you don't work for these opportunities and these opportunities are there. There's all kinds of low hanging fruit that is just waiting for somebody to jump up and grab it. And so many opportunities are being missed because nobody's bothering to pitch. So send the pitch, you know, be prepared to get the no's, get excited about the yeses, all of these different things. It, this is why I'm so excited about this. So please, please, please go grab your free guide. Super important. This is going to be so supportive in 
helping you with everything that we've talked about here and on the previous episode. Um, and don't forget to like jump over to, to Instagram, send me a DM, um, share this with somebody who needs to hear it, take a screenshot and share it tag me. I would absolutely love to thank you for listening. Um, and I'm also live every single day at 8 a.m. Eastern until this pandemic situation is over, uh, over on Instagram too. So Instagram and Facebook and Facebook is more your jam. I'm on there as well. Uh, Emily Goff coaching, um, and then Emily at Emily Goff coach, uh, over on Instagram. So send me a DM, jump on live, let's chat, let's connect. Uh, we're all feeling a little bit lonely right now. <laughs> so I would love to talk and connect with you. Um, yeah. And I'm just, I'm really excited about this. So as well, I've also got a few more, um, episodes listed in the show notes that will go hand in hand with this, uh, episode and with this mini series really well. Episode 147, um, all about showing your face without fear and getting on live video. That's going to be super important depending on what you're pitching, especially. And when you're more comfortable in live video, you tend to be more comfortable on things like podcasts and and like all the things, it just, it really expands into that. Uh, Instagram stories, all of that. Um, episode 144, um, how an awkward introvert makes friends around the globe. <laughs> so don't ever mistake me for an extrovert, guys. You think I'm like, I, I am super bubbly, like the, this is my personality, but I also get exhausted by people sometimes. <laughs> so don't ever make the mistake of believing that, you know, I, I'm getting pitches because I'm super extroverted and whatever, it's not the case. So I'm very much an introvert and that episode will walk you through a lot of how you can kind of navigate life as an introvert and still build all kinds of really awesome relationships. Um, yeah, one of my favorite episodes actually. And episode 131, all about how to book interview um, and build relationships with podcast guests. That applies to relationships with basically anyone in the online space, not just podcast guests. But I walk you through my entire process of booking, interviewing, and, um, you know, kind of the, the before, during, and after of the guest experience that I create and why I have such fantastic relationships with my guests that last for years, years and years. I have amazing relationships with my podcast guests. They are incredible humans. Um, I'm so grateful for every single one of them for taking the time and effort to, to come onto my platform and, and to teach and to share their knowledge and I just, I feel so strongly about each of them and I, I love all of them. They're, they're amazing humans and I'm just so grateful to all of them. So that's a really big part of pitching and publicity is, is building these really amazing relationships that again, you're in this for the long haul. This you're, you're planting seeds and these seeds will come back to serve you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. But more than that, you just get to connect with really fucking awesome humans. And how cool is that? Okay. So grab your free guide in the show notes, jump over to, uh, Instagram to let me know what resonated the most with you from this episode and to catch me live every single morning at 8am Eastern and all of the other, uh, relevant episodes, podcast episodes will be listed in the show notes as well. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so grateful for you taking the time and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. 
Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.